Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast, coming to you from the frozen and icy Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. It's great to be with you for episode 38, Best in Class, What Some Schools Do That All Schools Should Do. My goal is to give practical tips to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. As I work with high schools across the country, I often say, man, every school should do this. In this episode, I'll discuss a few of these and what I label best in class. Now, before I get into all of that, I, it is a crazy place here. We have had an ice storm of ice storms. I mean, it has been ice mageddon here. I think every tree on the ranch is somewhat destroyed. There is debris everywhere. It is like a war zone outside. I haven't, I've had no power for two days and I was worried I was not going to be able to get this episode out to you. And so we just got the uh, generator uh, hooked up at uh, our place next door here where my in-laws live and I've got a cord running off of it. And uh, so anyway, I, I had my computer charging to get ready to turn all my equipment on and I wanted to make sure I recorded. And then uh, anyway, so I, I come in here to record and then I just got word the generator just went out. So anyway, it's been crazy and I'm going to try to get this episode in and get it uploaded before everything dies here. But uh, man, we have had a storm of storms. And so anyway, uh, I am uh, back in the cold away from the fireplace and trying to uh, get you this episode out. So anyway, bear with me. And this will probably be a pretty short episode because uh, I'm hoping I have enough power to sustain. I also want to say thank you to all of you listening to the podcast. We actually hit uh, one of the uh, Apple podcast uh, charts this week um, with uh, listenership. We've had just an enormous explosion in uh, episode listens. I mean, in the we, we've beaten uh, our greatest month by the thousands uh, this month. And so I appreciate all of you listening and uh, share that with your friends if you're enjoying the podcast. Well, when I worked as an engineer at Lucent Technologies, we used benchmarking to study other companies' processes and systems. Certain practices would be identified as best in class. Some high schools have features, processes, and cultures that fit that best-in-class standard. In this episode, I'm going to discuss with you a few of these and why I call these best-in-class. This is a segment I do in my faculty training workshop that I title Best-in-Class, and I want to go through a few of these with you, and hopefully this will give you just some ideas or just things that I've seen at schools if you're an administrator or a teacher listening to this or a parent, something you maybe could recommend for your school. But the first one is the National Letter of Intent Signing Day. And I first saw this at Harding Charter Prep. Now, when I say National Letter of Intent Signing Day, most people immediately go in your mind, you start thinking of athletes and the athletic National Letter of Intent Signing Day. My son Camden, when he signed to play college football, it was a big deal. The Daily Oklahoma was there. Uh, It was, you know, the Oklahomans are our biggest paper. It was there. They did a feature article on him. It was on the front page, you know, big color picture of him and my dad who was, had cancer. And it was, it was really special. I mean, you know, we had the cake and we had the balloons and all the great stuff there. And uh, it was, it was a cool time. And the school made a big deal out of it. Obviously fans made a big deal out of it. And we do that for athletes. But what I saw at Harding Charter Prep was the National Letter of Intent Signing Day for academics. This high school was trying to encourage its students 
to pursue college, to pursue that career. They wanted to celebrate academics the same as they were celebrating for athletes. So they designated a day, the National Letter of Intent Signing Day for academics. They would invite the colleges in, and some of the colleges went nuts with this. The superintendent uh, that was there at the time was telling me that certain schools, like he said, Oklahoma State, would set up this huge table with all of these balloons and banners and the whole thing. And I mean, just really big setups. But what they would do is each student that was going to college after high school, they would bring that student up. And same as you would see with a college athlete, they would have a signing table set. Uh, they would have the, the piece of paper there. The family would come up around the student. And the student would sign and then the student would say a few words, thanking the family. They would gather around. The college reps would gather around. They would take all the pictures. And they celebrated each student that was going to go to college. Now, that doesn't mean that every student should go to college. You know, if you've listened to my episodes, that I'm very open about that. Everyone doesn't need to go to college. But this high school was trying to make it a priority or a celebration for those that did. And I love that they did that. To me, this is a best-in-class practice. This is something that we all should do. We, we all know this. We over-celebrate athletes in our culture and in our society. And the celebrations that we do for you know our, our, our athletes, let's face it, it's over the top. And I don't know, you know, and again, I know we all know this, but to celebrate that young lady that's going to go pursue that, you know, journalism degree or that young man that's going to go pursue that business degree or, or his nursing degree. I mean, that should be celebrated equally, if not more. So I love that they did that. And I always challenge schools to do some kind of celebration for this. I think that's especially important in schools that have an underrepresented population going to college. Because if you can make it a priority and you can make it something that's important and celebrated in your culture, then we can encourage more students to do that and more students to pursue that. And that's what Harding Charter Prep was trying to do. And I think that was just an outstanding idea and one that I've shared for many years. So I would encourage everyone to consider a National Letter of Intent signing day for academics. Next on the list, I was at a high school that is just outside of Oklahoma City. It's northwest side of Oklahoma City. And I was doing a workshop at Piedmont High School, which is just a fantastic community, big growing area out on the northwest side of the city. And when I got there to do the class, they told me that I was going to be in the science room or one of the science rooms. And so I walked into this room and it was the most incredible thing ever. I mean, it was so interactive and I don't have all the details of the room or the teacher or whatever, but I walked in there and when I looked up, the ceiling tiles had been converted into the periodic table of elements. They were the, the ceiling tiles that are the squares and each square had the element name, the number, the whole works. It was just incredible. And when you, when you walked in and looked at it, it all looked kind of upside down. Well, then I sat into a chair and I leaned back. And when I looked up at it, it was exactly in the right format, like left to right, up and down, the whole works. I couldn't believe it. There were so many interactive things in that room. It was awesome. And so I've got a couple pictures of that and I'm going to post those uh, on the Chad Cargo Workshops Facebook page. When I post this episode, I'm going to comment below and I will attach pictures of this 
ceiling, and you've got to check this out. It is awesome, man. And I, I just love that class because it's so interactive. I remember my high school biology, my, my biology two class, my advanced biology class in high school was taught by Bill Meek, who is just an incredible high school biology teacher. Uh, he was also one of the winningest coaches of the, of the 1980s uh, in basketball, high school basketball, and just, uh, just brilliant uh, person. But one reason why his biology class was so amazing was every day we came in, there were stations set up. It was interactive. He would be teaching about protozoans. And I mean, we would have lab stations set up with microscopes already said the whole works. And I mean, we could go look at these. It was incredible just how interactive it was. Well, that's what I saw at Piedmont. I loved it that this ceiling had been converted to the periodic table of elements. I asked about it and they said it was a scout for an Eagle Scout project that did that. Uh, but I think it's something that everyone should consider. And man, it just, I don't know, it just made that room come alive. Now next, recommended reading teacher favorites. I have seen this at a few different high schools that I've been to. So you know on this podcast series, I'm always talking about what I'm reading. And I'm going to tell you again today what I've been reading recently. And reading should be part of our culture. It should be something that we talk about a lot. And so I have seen at a couple high schools, when I go into the library to do my workshop, because sometimes at high schools, they'll put me in the libraries. But when I go into the library, I will see a display that will have books on it and the teacher's names. And it says what we are reading now. So a student can walk into the library and you'll immediately know what Mr. Smith is reading right now because that book will be on display. And what's been great about this is when I talk to the librarians about this is they say it is incredible how many students actually check out those books. They'll be like, oh, so that's what Mr. Ferguson's reading right now. Well, I need to read that too because that must be a great history book. It's a great way to get that culture, that discussion going now. We kind of have a joke that when I go to ball games or whatever, my wife knows that I'm gonna, I've got certain people that are either going to come to me or I'm going to them and go, what are you reading right now? Because I'm always talking about, I want to know what books you're reading right now. I want to know, I want to get ideas. I'm always looking for that next great read. And schools that do this, that put those books out, it starts that discussion. If we can do that and make that part of our culture, we can encourage our students to be reading. So I say a best-in-class practice is for high schools to have the books the teachers are reading now on display with the teacher's name. And then each time the teachers, you know, get done or whatever, put that, put that book on there, you know, make that the next book or whatever. And I think you could increase readership in your high school and you could start having that more as a discussion in the classroom. So I, I just think it's a great thing to, to do to get that as part of the school's culture. What am I reading right now? What would I have on mine? Well, I, I am not sure exactly the last time I updated on this, but uh, I recently did House to House. It was a book about the Battle of Fallujah. And I, I love, uh, man, I love any war history book. If it's nonfiction war history, I'm all over it. And so House to House was just an awesome book about uh, what went down in the Battle of Fallujah. I mean, those those soldiers, man, they went door to door. And I mean, those, those folks, uh, they had months to prepare knowing they had to come in and clear that city. And uh, that was just crazy. The battle that took place there in Iraq, I did the battle or the Republic of pirates by Colin Woodard. And that was uh, a great, I, I love, I love the true story of pirates. I don't know. That's uh, that's an interesting 
man, it was a crazy time back then. So I enjoy uh, reading those. I did uh, How to Destroy American Three Easy Steps by Ben Shapiro. The Last Stand at Quezon. That was a book about one of the most famous battles of Vietnam and the soldiers that held those hills, man. Quezon, what, what an incredible uh, struggle those men went through. Just unbelievable uh, that they did that. And then the uh, man, the doctors and nurses and stuff that were back uh, treating the wounded. I doubt we'll ever understand. I mean, at the end of that book, he starts reading. He says, panel 403, line 34, the first and second position. And he says their names. And it was the people that he talked about in the book. He tells you where to find them on the wall. It's just incredible. Then I finished We Were One by Patrick O'Donnell. He was a reporter that was embedded with the troops in the Battle of Fallujah. In House to House, the author, David Bella, I won't say that right, but uh, uh, Bella Veneva or whatever, he, uh, he talks about Patrick O'Donnell. So then I did Patrick O'Donnell's book where he documented the Battle of Fallujah. And then now I am reading The Secret Life of Groceries. And yeah, it's, uh, I know that people are like, what? What are you reading? The Secret Life of Groceries. Well, it's just, uh, it, it's uh, Grocery as Divination is, uh, is the book. The Secret Life of Groceries is a good one for my family because my dad worked in the uh, grocery business for 30 years, lugging boxes, and I worked a summer doing it. And so anyway, it's, it's an interesting, uh, been an interesting book so far. So there you go. That's what I'm reading right now. And I doubt any high school student would uh, ever check out The Secret Life of Groceries. But anyway, there you go. All right, back to the best in class here. So I've seen this at a few high schools, uh, but each classroom, when you walk down the halls, each classroom will have not only the teacher's name on the door, but it will have the teacher's degrees and college. And I love that because you walk down the hallways of these and you're like, oh my gosh, she has those degrees. And you're like, wow, she went there and there and she got a master's in that. And then some, uh, I saw at one high school, I would go down and, and if, the, uh, if the instructor worked in industry, it would say, you know, uh, like for me, it might say Lucent Technologies, industrial engineer, five years, you know, with the years, and, but it would say, you know, Oklahoma State University, uh, Bachelor of Science, industrial engineering and management. And when I saw those, man, I was just amazed. Uh, I remember one high school, I was walking down the halls and I was like, man, they've got a great diverse staff. I mean, this, this staff has been to college all over. They've got industry people. They've got a great mix here. And I think sometimes students see, you know, they walk into these classrooms and they think our teachers just appeared. I mean, there is a lot of years and there's a lot of degrees and a lot of initials, a lot of degrees, a lot of initials uh, behind that. And so anyway, I, I think that is something that all schools should do. Let's, let's give the kids a vision. Hey, it establishes credibility. It lets them know how you got there, that you didn't just show up. And I, I want you, I, I mean, it's not bragging, but I want you to show off a little what you did. I mean, that you've got a lot of credibility for being there. And I want you to post that and uh, put it up on the walls. And that way people will see. And I think it'll be great for the parents to see that as well when they walk the halls. Now, the last one on the best in class list is the Academic Wall of Fame. And I have seen this at Andale High School in Kansas and Bridgeport, uh, Nebraska. Uh, man, I, I, uh, I need to have Chuck Lambert on the podcast. I think I'll ask him to be a guest sometime and just talk about some of the things he does up there in Bridgeport, Nebraska. Great school, and he does such great work up there. And he's, a, he's just an outstanding human being on top of that. But uh, uh, one thing uh, that, you know, I, I'll, I'll post a picture of this as well. So when I go to Bridgeport, what happens is Chuck Lambert, he 
is able to show, uh, like we walk over to the school sports records. And for example, right by the all-time track and field records board, next to that is a board that looks exactly the same, except at the top, it says 30 plus ACT club. Now, 30 plus, you know, you could set that different ways on what you want that number to be, but on that board, he's got the name and the year of every student who has graduated that high school with a 30 or higher ACT. Now, what's interesting is Chuck will tell you he brings all the freshmen to that board the freshman year, and he shows them the athletic records, and he shows them the 30 plus ACT club record. And he tells me, students say, I will get on that board someday. And students work for it and they make a big deal about it. And each year they're adding names at board. Every year when I go to Bridgeport, he takes me over to the board and we look at the new names on there. We do it every year. It's a big deal there. Now, listen, is ACT everything? No. Is are there a lot of other things that are important? Yes, but we know ACT scores matter. And so one thing they do to build that into their culture is they say, hey, we will honor our ACTs on the same level as we do our sports records. I love that. So I'll post a picture of that as well. It's pretty awesome. And then I'll also post a picture of Andale High School's Academic Wall of Fame. When you walk the main hallway of the high school, and it is a long hallway, but they'll have the pictures of all the senior classes, the past senior classes are are on the wall. Well, right below that, they have Academic Wall of Fame written in, in big cursive letters. And then below that, they have individual plaques. And these are students who graduated, I believe their bogey's a 31. I believe it's 31 ACT. I could be wrong on that. It could be 32, but every student who gets that score, they put the plaque up with that student's picture and name, and that stays forever. And I remember when we were walking the halls, they were showing me, you know, all of these. I was like, man, this is so cool. I mean, there's so many kids who have done this. This is great. And and I remember they were they were talking about it with me and, and the staff, and they're like, look, there's a lot of room left here. And we show them that every year. We say, hey, there's a lot of room here. A lot of room waiting on your picture. So again, I, I don't want, you know, everything we do to be, you know, uh, what geared around ACT scores. But if you want part of your culture to say, hey, we will honor you, we will recognize you, and we will hold you in esteem just like we would our all-state football players, just like we would our, our track records. Man, these are great ways to do it, and I love what I've seen there at Andale High School and Bridgeport. So again, I'll put those pictures in the show notes. I'll put them in the, uh, or on the Chad Cargo Workshop's Facebook page so you can see that. So definitely check that out. All right, well, those are five best-in-class uh, practices that I have seen And if you have other ideas for best-in-class practices, I'd love to know about those too because certainly uh, there's many more out there and some of these may not be the perfect fit for your high school. If not, that's great, but maybe one of these might be a good fit and you could incorporate it in your system and do that and hopefully encourage students and improve scores. All right, well, that is the episode for today on Best-in-Class. I think we made it. My uh, power has 
uh, on the generator has clicked on and off a couple times. We've had to restart this a couple times and I am freezing back here recording in my office. So anyway, I hope you guys are having a good start to your winter because I mean, this is like 2020 craziness, man. And so I don't even know what to say. But uh, uh, again, uh, if you are not practicing for your ACT, get busy, man. Go Start practicing on that. Uh, you know, prepare, make sure you know that content, get to uh, Get your prep book out, whatever. You can find all my classes on chadcargo.com. Just go to calendar.chadcargo.com. You can order our prep book right on my website, chadcargo.com, or by calling our office, and uh, we'll make sure to get you set up on that. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with somebody. Let somebody know this one is a a good one to listen to, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to help you get those scores up and your friends you recommend it to, all right? Well, you guys have a great week. Stay warm, stay safe, and I will talk to you again soon.